Hey Warriors, and welcome back to another episode of Warrior Within. I hope you guys have been having a great week. Mine's been pretty decent. Um, I've been trying out a new game with some of the like, guild members. Uh, it's called uh, Lost Ark. It's actually not too bad. It's also free to play if anybody's interested. Uh, also, once again, you know, I am part of a Christian community. Uh, it's probably got maybe 60 people in involved. Um, we don't do anything ministry heavily wise other than maybe praying for each other and just encouraging one another. And, and, you know, sometimes I get into situations where I counsel or whatever, but it's actually really decent as a community. We're connected to a couple of other Christian communities and we're even connected to people who aren't. And we just have allies. We just, you know, we work with each other in games and just enjoy each other's company. And this community has been a part of my life for hmm, maybe seven years now. So it's kind of a good part of it. Uh, it's had its drama, has its issues, but it's been really neat to see how God has used it to ha impact and help people where they're at. But if you're interested, you could check us out at firegaming.org. Otherwise, um, you can just probably look up Christian Christian community and uh, gaming community somewhere, and it'll probably be one of the options that pops up. So. Anyway, so that's been kind of like what's been going on this last week a little bit. Other for the church stuff, so far I've actually joined a Waco Facebook group to try to see if I can connect with people a little bit and ask them about the area, you know, places to look for for rent. And I actually have a couple people who've reached out, and one one lady who's a realtor, she says she's going to help us out, which is kind of cool. So you could pray that, you know, we could just find the right place that, where God wants us to be at. Otherwise, uh, so far, nothing new in that end. We still have a few of our you know, health meetings we have to do or appointments we still have to hold to. And, and then everything will start getting a little bit more serious pretty soon around the corner. And, uh, you know, just to you know, say a prayer for my dad. He's about to retire in like, see, five days. So uh, just to help him, you know, pray for him to find a hobby, something to do, and get used to this idea of being retired. And... That's pretty much all that's been going on in my life of the woods. Uh, otherwise, it's you guys, and I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Um, technically, today is just starting the week, so weekend, I guess. I hope you guys had a great weekend. Anyway, so th I'm, I'm going to be starting this kind of series on, I, I want to call it Men of Valor, and, and then I'm going to go and talk about certain points. And today I was going to talk about fear, but it's from the perspective of the impact that fear has on us men. I mean, I, I've been running into some guys with conversation where they, they tell me things about stuff that they've been dealing with, but a lot of it seems to be heading towards there's a fear factor in why they don't do certain things. And I thought it'd be really neat to call it men of valor because if you know the definition of valor means great courage in the face of danger, especially in battle. And since the idea is that we are in a battle every day, and then as you know, we talk about in First Corinthians sixteen, you know, it mentions that we're supposed to be on guard, and and still the imagery that we you know we've been talking about is men of God who are warriors of God. So. A lot of times growing up, you know that when we think of valor, we think of, I don't know if you ever watched Dragonheart, but you know that's part of that, but knights. You know, we think about knights. We think about valiant men. We think about people who would be considered heroes. Um, when I was younger, 
World War II was still a really big factor into the little boy's mind. So, you know, we thought of American heroes. And then, of course, like I talked about last week, one of my favorite cartoons was G.I. Joe. And they were American heroes. And they were courageous and they were valiant. And they were people who protected freedom and fought for people. And a lot of times the depiction of valor fits with knights because knights were also identified as people who protect those who are weak, protect those who can't defend themselves, protect basically truth, protect uh, moral law and rules. And yet there is even sometimes uh, shows that I watch where it's quite interesting to see a different perspective. And I know I've used like the the rise of the uh, the shield hero, and then you know another series I've I've always enjoyed was the sword art series. And there's a section in there. Um, I was actually not as I wasn't as happy with what they allowed in the show. I was kind of disappointed in some sense. But the thing that was quite interesting is that all the so-called royalty or even so-called knight perspective of the storyline were run by, I guess you could say like a rule of law, okay? They, they had to follow a specific law system that gave them, well, like their knights were called integrity knights. Integrity knights were designed to basically keep people from disobeying the law. So they, they couldn't go against the codex. They couldn't go against anything that was programmed because it's it was a, a game, per se. Um, they couldn't go against it. So you had the knights that were, they upheld that law. And then you had those who were of royalty position. They held to their right. It made me think a lot about the idea that as a valiant person or someone who would be considered a knight, one of the things that always stood out to me in our culture world is that knights stood for what was true. They stood for what was right. They protected those who were weak. But in this situation, they were more protecting the actual law. So even when there was something going on that in our eyes is evil, those knights were still bound by the actual codatic wall or law that they were bound to. So when two people decided to go against that law and fight for those who were weak, they were punished for it. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So a lot of times when we look at our own lives, we see men succeed and we see men who don't succeed. And there's a lot of fear that comes to a man when it's dealing with being a man. We're afraid to fail. We're afraid to not succeed in this world. And hopefully many of us are afraid to fail God. I mean, it's not engraved heavy, I think, enough the importance of choosing not to fail God over not failing towards men. And I don't mean failing like, oh, you know, I sinned and I failed. I'm talking you are walking with the Lord and you know that something is going on that's not right, but you choose to follow it anyway because everybody else is doing it. 
you're failing God. So I know we've talked about you know the, the philosophies and ideologies and the progressive Christianity that has come through into our churches, but with that, it's also bringing in views that are more worldly. And how many of us men are saying no? That's not scriptural. That is not what the Bible says. We are not supposed to be following that. We should not be supporting that. We should not be allowing that in our church. You see, there's a lot of pieces when it comes to failing God, in my opinion. The easy stuff that we think of as failing like in sin, but what about standing for truth? You know, we will have people who don't like us. We will have people who will not see our view as right. We will see people who will call themselves Christians, but don't follow the truth 100%. The question you got to ask yourself, am I willing to say, no, that's wrong? Am I willing to stand up against a pastor who's preaching something that is not biblical because he's trying to fit in the culture. Am I willing to leave a church I've been there for 40 years because they're pushing an agenda that is not biblical? Now, see, there's a difference between human legalistic morality view versus what is actually written in scripture. the thing is like you know i've been talking about that there is also spiritualism being brought into the church to teach emotional spiritualism with god so if you don't feel it then there's something wrong with you you're you don't have enough faith you're not trusting in him enough or you're not doing enough to see that like see result like it's like a give and take system and that's not relational you know when we get married or start dating or we're interested in somebody we we don't have a checklist that we follow and if they if they don't check it off you know it, it, it's a failed relationship like that's called expectations and we got to understand there's a difference between relationship and then also leaning on expectation to fit a system of what we think is right so a lot of times when men get married, they have this idea that their wife is going to be like their mom, or they have a picture in their head of what they think a wife's responsibility is, but they forget that she also might have the same thing, and then they forget to talk about it when just before they get married. This is why if anything, anybody's interested in dating to get married, so they're thinking about already getting married, Let's talk about pre getting premarital counseling, talking to someone who you trust, who will be willing to work with you to get you both ready for marriage. Because if they don't, if they don't ask you the questions, um, like <clears throat> how do you guys going to handle your money together? They don't ask you questions like, do you have any expectations of each other? <coughs> <coughs> Excuse me. You know, do you ask, you got, like, if they're not asking these questions and they're just like, just kind of trying to get you through it, get you married, that's something you need to work with these guys because 
that's not very good counseling. You got to ask those questions because there's sometimes hidden expectations that people don't realize. So I'm sure you're kind of wondering, why am I talking about expectations? Well, a lot of times when you look at men's fear is based on expectations. There's this view, an idea or thought of what they think men are supposed to be like. So they create an expectation that they need to fulfill themselves. And when they're not able to fulfill them, they feel fear. They feel like a failure and they feel like they can't do anything and they're stuck in this rut and they can never move forward or get anywhere like they're supposed to. Because if they don't have a, then they've already not even made it to where they're like a man. And I can tell you this, I've faced that feeling too, because <clears throat> since I would say since I was 21, you know, had this idea of what I thought life was going to turn into for me and this pre-planned plan. And as we learned, I believe it was last week or a week before, you know, God's plans are not ours. His ways are not ours. Um, that means sometimes your dreams and your ideas and your expectations are going to fail. So we hang on to those expectations thinking I, that's the, that's the goals I have to get to. So, you know, I, I had plans. So I was going to meet, meet my wife soon around 21. Didn't meet her until I was about 25. Didn't get to marry her until I was about 28. Um, but my expectation was meet her, get married by the time I was 25 and then have a house by the time I was 30. Well, I'm almost 40 and I still don't own a house yet. And I've only rent and these last 10 years have been really crappy for the most part. It's been blessings involved in it, but it's been crappy over, overall. It's almost felt like we're always behind and, and I feel like I'm behind. And sometimes I feel like I should be only 33 or 32 years old. But for some reason, God has put out this plan the way that he's done it. So I'm going to follow it and and, and it's only been probably the last couple of years that I've actually stopped feeling like I, I'm not a not not getting there. Like I'm not getting to be where I should be as a man by this time. Because I've heard it. I've heard it in whisperings. I've heard it around me, you know, that I would be I, like I'm probably more considered a failure to most people because I haven't accomplished what I should be at by the time I'm 40. I mean, it's hard for some people to see that because you, you have people who right now have already been married since they were 21 and they've already have a kid probably in college right now or either about to finish college. And some guys are probably on their third house and they've already had, you know, tons of stuff that they've already went after for their, what they thought was being a man. I, I haven't at all. I've, just been blessed by God here and there when I can and just trusting in him these last little couple of years, even more that things are just going to work out and that things are going to come together. And he's blessing me with a church plant, which I'm excited for, but there's still that part of me. There's that little bit of me that still struggles with understanding of what it means to not be fearful of what is going to happen and stop creating expectations on myself. So, you know, I, I was reading in um, 
Psalms 34, it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes it boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. If you guys are old enough to know, you know that's part of a song. Then it goes to verse four. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. Angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. This is a reminder of understanding there's several things and part of this one praising him daily thanking him even in times of hardship for the hardship let yourself be humbled in hearing hearing him because he is speaking he is doing things he is creating things around you but always remember to magnify him and praise him on a daily exalting his name all the time and he will hear and he will remove those fears. He will help you get through the fears. Sometimes you may have to go through certain situations first before you get out of them. And for some people, they may never. But like verse six, the, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of his troubles. Does not mean God is going to leave you in suffering but the catch is fearing him. And I think that's the key thing. When we talk about fears and negative, like running away from something or being fearful of it, right? There is in scripture, the word fearing God. A lot of people are like, oh, that's just contradicting. It says, don't fear. And then it tells you to fear God. This version of fear is an ultimate holy I would say I want to use the word fear, but it's the ultimate respect of who God is in a holy perspective. How powerful he is, how great he is. That we get to take refuge in him, that we can seek him out. And he'll take care of us, but we've got to understand his majesty, his power. That fear is knowing how holy and great our God is that he is going to take care of us even though we feel super fearful in this moment. I'm going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to the second half of our episode, and we've been talking about fear, and we just read Psalms 34. If you weren't with us in this first half, go check it out. So the idea is, guys, that we are be, we are just filled we filled ourselves with expectations, and I may actually just change the title instead of fear to be expectations. 
and then make it a little bit different. So the idea is expectations. We, we are so huge on what we think it means to be a man. We are so huge in what it means to succeed as a man. And we forget that not every man is going to be going on the same road trip that everybody else gets to be on. Some men may have things just work out in the beginning and then have their struggles and have that maturity and struggle as a married man at early age and maybe business and all that. While other people may be like me who have been like nomads for the past 15 years trying to figure out why nothing is just not working out for me to get in ministry, but understanding now why, because God wanted me on a different path. He didn't want me to follow the, this, the same track that many people that I know who are in ministry have taken because he needed me to go through certain things to be more prepared. Plus all the people that he had me meet in my journey of 15 years of different part-time jobs in different places with different people was more important to him to have me be in those situations than me getting into a church and hope that I can get into those situations, those people. Because I honestly think he knew if I had gone another route, I never would have met some of these people who really needed to hear something from him. He needed to know that Jesus loves them. They needed to know that there's a God that cares for them because they wouldn't be walking into a church building. That's the one thing that we have to remove with the idea of expectation is that sometimes God has us be where we're supposed to be. But I will say, you also got to understand you can't use this as an excuse to ignore when God is talking to you. I think there's a lot of guys, especially who are probably listening or people that you may know that you're close to or have seen. You, you can see that there's something like they have more of a calling to them for something. But they are so content of where they're at that they're afraid to allow God to take them on that journey. And they're so afraid of taking that journey that they've forgotten what it means to trust in the Lord. They've forgotten what it means to understand that he is everything that your, your life should be surrounded by. You should have a fear, a, a good fear. Like there's nothing wrong to fearing the Lord it is vitally important. But we live in such a society where expectation and failure is a, it's so strong that we start naming these things with, with like different type of identity traits of why they're like that. And the idea is that we have somebody who can help us through all of this. But the thing is, I think the missing pieces and all this fear issue and anxiety and expectation is when God tells us something, we're afraid to take that next step to do what he is asking of us. We're afraid. Because maybe you have a really good cushy job with lots of money coming in and it's everything that you can imagine that you want. But you know it's not what God asked. Maybe you are in a situation where even if you're not making tons of money, and it may not be necessarily the quote-unquote cushy job, 
but it's a job and you're getting paid. It takes care of the bills and takes care of your family. And it's all that you really need. Even though God has called you to do something else. See, there's this expectation. You are a man if you, when you take care of your family. You are a man when you have a full-time job. You are a man when you own that car that you always wanted. You are a man when you have a house. You are a man if you can do manly things. That's that's description of a man. But like what we've been talking about for the past almost two years now, the idea is that being a man is being what God has asked you to be. So we live on this ex expectation train and just freak out and fear when things don't work out like you know your, your business is doing great and then suddenly something happens and you lost tons of money and now you're you're in the red and you're struggling well if, if i fail this i'm not a man anymore I, i've lost everything I, I failed being my a husband i failed being a father i failed being a man and that's not true because otherwise i'm a failure because I have not been able to succeed like many people I've known. But I've learned the importance of who God is in my life. And sometimes in these struggles that I go through, it's to mold me, to make me, and to teach me, and to prepare me for something he has planned. It's amazing how much I have changed in the past 10 to 15 years due to the hardships that I've gone through. I don't wish that on anybody. I don't expect you to have to go through it. But those hardships have shown me over and over again that God is there for me, that God blesses me, that God does amazing things through it, even though as a human perspective, it feels like I have not made it anywhere. Philippians 4 was something that came to my mind. I'm just going to read from verse 4 to 9. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. And interesting, once again, rejoice, thanking, kind of coming together there. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made, be made known to God. And the peace of God. Now that that's the key thing. It's very hard to describe what peace is and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. There's a key thing. I have a friend right now. This is what he's feeling. It will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. A peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. And if you, if you take that, remember that's in parentheses in here. So it says in the peace will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ. So it's describing the peace. The peace is, it just surpasses all understanding. In other words, like if you remember Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to thy own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Now I want you guys to take that verse <coughs> or verses and bring that to this point. It says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your mind 
minds in Christ Jesus. So the idea of that verse in our Proverbs is the understanding of peace. Peace is trusting the Lord with all your heart, right? With all, like not wanting to create understanding around it. So suppressing all understanding. So the idea is that you're trusting God with all your heart, that you don't have to understand what's going on. You just know in your heart that you're trusting in God through the situation, through that fear, through the anxiety. And if God is telling you to do something and you don't do it, you're allowing fear to lead it. You're allowing concerns that God is not going to take care of your family. I've been married to my wife for 10 years and God has proven over and over again how he's taking care of us. There's not been one time in these 10 years going on 11 that God has not taken care of us. It's not what we wanted or expected. Remember, expectations wasn't what we wanted or expected, but God did it in his way through the situations that we're in and took care of us. And then it says in verse eight, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Once again, peace. So that verse eight is vital to understand that what do whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So understanding that even though we go through our expectations and they fail and they break and they fall apart, have Valor is to face all of this knowing that you can say that I got to trust God with all of my heart so that I can gain this peace, which will surpass all understanding and it will guard my heart and my mind because of what Jesus did for me because the Holy Spirit is with me. And then I will seek out what is true. I will seek out what is honorable I will seek out what is just. I will seek out what is pure, what is lovely, what is commendable. Do everything and worthy of praising who God is and he will give you peace. Because you guys know when you are struggling, when things are falling apart, when there's failure going on, when you're not reaching your expectations, you know you put your guard down and you know that temptation starts getting in there and you know sometimes you chase after certain sins because it gives you a moment of so-called peace you're seeking for but it's not the right peace that's why it says clearly what is true what is honorable what is just what is pure what is lovely the ideas guys is that expectations that we create for ourselves if they are not expectations of god but of what man thinks it should be when it fails it's gonna fail hard and you know and i know many of you guys have gone through this those hard times is when the enemy is going to strike its hardest 
to bring out temptations, to make you, to cause you to fall, to make you start looking at things, to, to tell you to walk away from things that you shouldn't be, to quit. I mean, if you think about it, sometimes when men leave their wives, it's because they feel like they failed. And they think if they're out of the picture, their family will do better. How many TV shows have we watched with a similar mindset? And what have we seen as a result is anger, hate, frustration, and drama. And then there's kid problems. The kids have issues towards their dad or their mom because they walked out. We also know that when we don't have expectations or when we have expectations and when the male, the man fails to hit something that the woman thinks he should be at and she decides to leave him. It's because we have placed so much on this picture of expectation, not on the picture of what God is doing and how he's leading you and me in our journeys. God has a plan for all of us. And hopefully some of us are in that already. And hopefully some of us are seeking out his direction. And we remove those expectations and start seeking out God's expectations. There's a difference. We got to understand that we need to stop creating worldly expectations on ourselves, designing the idea of what a man's supposed to be when we don't spend time asking God what type of man we're supposed to be. Seeking out his direction for us. And I, I just feel like if there's someone here that's listening, if God is telling you to do something and you're not, do it. I know it's scary. Trust me, I've been through it. Even church planning is scary. Because I there, like I could tell you this in the past couple of weeks, there has been many times where Satan has kind of thrown at me, you're going to fail. You're not going to be able to do this. He even tries to start comparing me to other people that I know. Say, that you don't have what they have. You don't have that, that energy. Look at you. You can't do that. But then God reminds me and he shows me the type of, I guess you could say, gentleness that I am towards people and how, what he can, how he can use me, the people that I do meet. And I, I have to remind myself that Satan really does not want this to happen. He's going to send his buddies over to try to keep me from succeeding. And I know in some of your guys' minds and hearts, you're battling the same thing. Don't give the enemy a foothold in your life. You don't have to. Ask God to give you peace of mind to move forward in what he's leading you to do. It is amazing when you allow God to intervene. Let him but remove the expectations of what you think it means what God is doing to allow God to do something. Because when you create expectations, you create limitations on yourself and God. Trust is the first step of understanding what peace, which passes all understanding, means. 
And if you can get there, it's amazing. And one of the best things you could do is surround yourself with men of God who will pray for you, encourage you, and build you up. Seeing your church have a men's ministry is one of the things I would love to see happen. And it's nice when I hear people tell me that God may be doing something in their church because they asked their pastor about things that they've heard on here. You see, that's how God starts growing a church. It takes just a few people to say, you know what? I want something like this. I want to be able to have men that I could pray with. I want to have men I could study with. Because I can tell you this, all this anxiety, all this expectations, all this imagery that you have held to for fear's sake will start just falling off. Because all you're going to see now is you're going to see God intervening. You're going to see God moving. You're going to see peace. You're going to see people change. Because they're going to start seeking out what God wants them to know and have and understand. I hope this is going to be encouraging to some of you guys. I hope this will be something that maybe will be a light bulb in some of your guys' minds. But this series is going to be interesting. I, I like this one is just, I'm going to, I'm thinking I'm going to call it expectations at the end instead of fear. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do next. I do have a list. I think that it's just some thoughts that have come to my mind of what makes a man of valor and someone who is not allowing fear to take a footstool in their life by removing the expectations they have created on them. I think that's a good first step. Let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for this day. I ask that you bless it. I ask that you just move men today's hearts and their minds, that you just help them. Some of them are being called to do something, Lord, something different, and they're, they're just scared. Remove that fear. Give them peace. Let them see you through it. And Lord, if there's just, you know, men have been holding onto fears all their life, Lord, remove those fears. And, you know, sometimes I know those fears can lead into anger issues and other problems and hate and frustrations. And you, we put up all these, like we talked about not too long ago about the shield hero of pride. Um, we start getting prideful. And I think that's part of why we create expectations that when we, we get prideful around those expectations and we need to stop. And just allow you to remove the expectations that are not of you. That aren't you doing. I pray, Lord, that you move men's hearts today. You move their minds. You allow them to take this time. And even if, and hopefully, you know, they could just take a time in prayer and ask you if there's any fear in them, if there's any expectations in them, if there's any hurt or anger or frustration in them, you know, if they're struggling, that you would give them a moment of peace and understanding, a peace that like they don't have to have understanding for because they're trusting in you. I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. I hope you guys have a great week and I will see you next time and God bless.